Seven years for Jay Cutler. I know. I mean, it's it's like Christmas and Christmas time. It's I, incredible. It's like to me, it's so obvious. It's like a total Glenn Gary. You know, when he's uh, Alec Gary Baldwin Ross. Yeah, when yeah. when Alec Baldwin's giving the speech and he's like, you know, it, if the Chicago Bears asked my opinion, they would have fired your bleep and bleeps <laughs> because a loser is, is a, a loser. loser. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, Jay Cutler, he had a really good career at Vanderbilt uh, where he really built a winning... <laughs> Come on! Oh. oh. Well, on the plus side, you know, with the Bears, he got them to that super... But it's not like he's past his prime. He's probably only got one or two more years in the tank, and they signed him for seven more years. So that's... Uh, it just seems like... I mean, I, I've i talked... I have a lot of friends that are Bears fans, and they're like, well... You have to understand he's the best quarterback he's we've the best ever we got. Had. But well, the, better than Jim McMahon? Well, Jim Come McMahon on. was a game he's manager. He's the punky QB. Yeah. You can't fight the punky QB. I mean, I guess you can't argue against that, but it's almost that's almost like a defeatist attitude. Like since he's the best, it's almost like I can't leave him because he's, he's the, the best, best I'll of... ever get. I mean, come on. You're 17 years old, lady. Yeah. You 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 don't even know what you've had yet. Right. Um, but I would just go back to I really want the Bears to really make this a perfect moment to re-sign Caleb Haney to back up for the next seven years just so we can get the most beautiful football ever played in Chicago. Hey, everybody. Oh, welcome back to the next installment of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And this is a great show. It's already a great show because we get to talk about Fubo. The Foosball. The Fubo. And it's also great because not only is pro football still going on, and we'll get to that a little bit later, the professional variety, as opposed to the other professional variety being played in college right now. But bowl <laughs> season has just ended, and uh, let me just check up my tally board. Oh, look at that. Looks like Florida State is your national championship. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. You know, that's the same chant I was doing for the first three quarters of the, the Chiefs game, too. What happened in the fourth quarter, Brent? Oh, lots of tears. <laughs> Nothing to cheer about. <laughs> <laughs> you are a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. For It's just the first time you're learning into the show. I'm a Detroit guy, and Brent here is from Kansas City. And we'll talk about it at length in probably the sure. next segment. Ouch. Yeah. It's it's only the second biggest collapse in NFL all time history, tied for second most points ever lost, you know, up and then lost by. The only solace I can take in this is nobody ever remembers the second most of anything. So it hurts now and it's bad now, but as long as they didn't lose, you know, if they had Spe- been up by thirty five and then and then lost the thirty five point lead. Yeah. Speaking of nobody remembering, at least Jamal Charles won't remember the game. Yeah. Oh. So many concussions. Jeez, oh, peace. Nobody from the Chiefs is going to remember that game. No. It's going to be the, did that happen, Bull? And That's what they're going to call it. It's a shame because, you know, well, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it a little bit. Uh, but first off, as I mentioned before, Florida State is your national championship. If you remember a few weeks back in the Wayback Machine, 
Mr. Brent, you bet uh, you bet me on the finals of the NCAA I did. football game. I took Auburn, you and, know. Uh, yeah, and I took Florida State. I mean, come on, what is up with these teams <laughs> not being able to close down games, Ray? Well, neither team really did a great job closing down the game. I mean, the fact that Auburn had that lead 21-3, to mm-hmm. and then some chicanery, that, that fake punt on Florida State. Down Missed 20 a field goal, too, right before Woo! that. I mean, just ball city going on right there. I mean, I wonder if th- that's why they call him Jumbo. Jumbo Fisher. I'm just saying, how does he walk around without his just in pain all the time? I mean, and I've heard people say, "Oh, was this this was one of the best college games of all time?" I don't. It was it was really good, but I think it was entertaining. But are, are if, we just prone to hyperbole as a people at this yeah, point? And at the end of the game, I mean, if if we're going to uh, compare it to like one of the other recent games that people say is the best college game of all time, Texas USC. Right. Okay, that was a great one. Great one. That the Rose Bowl. Vince, Vince Young, Young breaks off that run at the end of the game. Uh, but the difference is that game. It seemed like teams were making plays. Right. Right. Everybody this, was playing at their peak pinnacle. I'm using a lot of p words just because apparently I hate our microphone. Right. <laughs> but uh, I would say yes. But in this one, you're right. It did feel like a lot of mistakes were being made. Big plays weren't blown, happening because guys like were making plays because people, people were blowing being, it. Yeah, blowing being it. out of position and. Uh, it's like take that big play on the Florida okay. State Seminoles. Five minutes drive. left. Five minutes left. Oh yeah. Well, you can't let the guy run the kickback well, for a touchdown. Uh, yeah. Oh, why is there nobody over there? What is it? Oh. oh, and then oh, you definitely can't let Auburn. Oh, the where's the? Why is there no defense behind the line of scrimmage? I mean, come on. It's incredible. I mean, there were plays being made all over the all, all over the ways. You know, I mean, J- Jameis Winston for real, very legitimate talent. That pass play he, to end the game was incredible. I don't know, dude. He looked rough in the first half. He had a rough first half. He and did. To, and, to, and to be quite honest with you, Ray, I think if I have a, a, a tight end that's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, that weighs like 270, I think I can hit that target right there, too. So what I hear you saying is that clutch, I'm better than Jameis Winston. Clutch athletes have the ability to rise up. And overcome everything in front of them because blowing a lead is bumbo. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, who would do that in an important game? I know. Like right? with your entire livelihood on the line, right? Who would blow like double digit, almost twenty, if not say twenty eight points? Who would do that? Not Florida nope. State. That's not for Florida sure. State. I don't know what else we'd be talking about. But uh, so, Brett, I won that bet. Yes, you did. And so you won it fair and square. Although, what was I thinking? Not, I mean, getting any points. I was just like, no, Auburn's going to win. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I kind of figured it would be like a double digit kind of spread. So and when I you're think, willing to take it straight up, what am I going to say? No, I think you know, I think looking back on it too, I mean. It kind of played out perfectly for me in the first half, and I was I was the one thing I was right about was Florida State would not be ready for Auburn because they hadn't really played very many good teams that year, and they weren't ready in the first half. They played Clemson, and Clemson and Ohio State played a good game, but I think that was more because both teams were so massively overrated, mm-hmm. as opposed to they were both like two heavyweight gladiators slugging it out. No, those were two teams mm-hmm. that weren't that good, just kind of running up and down on yeah. each other. So, and the other team was Boston College. You know, and Boston College was no big whoop this year. All right, even you Florida, know? not that, yeah. not that big a deal. Florida was terrible this year. Yeah. So I, I still stand by. I think I was right in that they didn't play anyone, but you know, Florida State. I give them credit; they came back in the second half and and played a lot better. So that being said, yeah. now you uh, have to lose. You lost a shame bet. I did lose. It's very bet. exciting. This is shameful. So um, I've got a prepared statement here that, of course, you wrote and you stand behind all the words. I'm just holding it in my hand right now. You uh-huh. obviously wrote this, and I didn't have anything to do with it. Well, the, okay, hold on. 
The idea behind a shame bed is you write a bad statement for me to read. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Nope. You you these are your words that you stand by. And if you could just go ahead and read that thing that clearly you wrote and so you would know about it. A poem by Brent Pope. Oh, that's so nice. I hate Kansas City. Oh. My Royals, they stink. I love Yasiel Puig, and I love him in pink. Oh, I bet. I bet. My Chiefs, they're awful, yeah. and their fans have no class. True. I haven't seen a choke job this bad since Mama Cass. Oh, Brent. Andy Reid is a failure. I hope firing is the plan. He Me should too. go back to his job as the darn Kool-Aid man. That's true. Go Lions. Go Tigers. Oh, Brent. Wolverines are my 1997 real champions. That is, shing, shing. That is so nice of you to say. End oh, of statement. That is that is incredible, Brent. I really appreciate it. You went all the time to write a poem mm-hmm. for the show? Well, spare no expense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shame bets are the worst. Shame bets are the bestiest. That's all I'm going to say. But next I'm going to say, let's come back and talk about NFL playoffs after three seconds of Pink Floyd. Oh man, three seconds of songs about pink. Why is that, Brent? Because your boy Yasiel Puig got arrested. We did. I didn't realize this last week when we talked we about it. We did talk about it on the Who's Getting Arrested Now yeah, segment. He got arrested driving 110 miles an hour. But? Hey, if you're going to drive 110 miles an hour, you better not be wearing pink jorts. Pink jorts, pink. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't Pink even know where you shorts. begin to go with that. 1987 wants its threads back. Is Yasiel. he like? Wait, now I understand. He's like, he's like, I lost a bet. I lost a bet. I had to wear these uh, pink shorts. I lost I shame get, bet. I better get over there fast because I don't want anyone to see me wear these pink jean shorts. Or maybe the shame bet was that Yasiel Puig. Um, had to get arrested wearing pink jorts. Right. So that's why he was driving so fast. Or maybe he was Now like, it makes sense. Maybe, uh, you know, he was in Florida because he was like, hey, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to a Miami Vice viewing party. <laughs> I have to wear... Now, is that the old show or the new show? <laughs> or both on simultaneous split screen? I need to wear pastel pink jorts. I love it. I mean, just oh, the arresting man. officer, just kind of just like shoving him past the camera. You see how Puig, you got to give him uh, the, the entertainment value is just there, everywhere. On the field, super- off the field. This guy is a superstar. <laughs> if he wasn't a superstar before, if he wasn't already my favorite Dodger, hint, he was. He's definitely my favorite Dodger now. Oh, man. Oh. Who gets arrested wearing pink jeans? Are we going to buy pink jorts and t- wear them at a Dodgers game? We should... Uh, we have to. Well, we or, have to now, right? Or we have to do like a, a, we have to do like a shame bet where the loser has to go buy pink jorts and wear them to the bar. <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, so, but anyway, talking about our topic at hand, we just had to mention that because that's such an incredible story. I love it so much. So many things to feel joy about in this the year, yeah, twenty fourteen. Can you believe that the Earth has been alive two thousand and fourteen years already? That's right. As has America, and that's just that's just after D. That's that just been 2014 years after D. That's just after people started being D's to each other. That's I mean, right. who knows how? I mean, it could be any number. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, happy tw- 2014th birthday, America! Happy birthday <laughs> to you! I'm feeling all patriotic now. NFL playoffs. Yeah, Brent, you are full of stories that you keep wanting to tell me off the air. So why don't you just go ahead and let us know what's it like? To be a Kansas City Chiefs fan 
and have the second biggest comeback in NFL history happen in this case in an elimination playoff game when you had the entire game easily in the palm of your hand. Well, as I mentioned briefly earlier, I'm just glad it wasn't the that's the only thing I could take out of this is that at least it wasn't the largest of all time because mm. people always talk about the Houston Oilers giving up that 32 point lead. So there's that. But I never forget that game. That game was incredible. And, you know, and I'll never forget this game either just because it was so meaningful. And the other I guess the other thing that makes it I'm I'm very torn. I mean, mostly I'm upset still, but part of me is like I've never seen the Chiefs ahead by four touchdowns. I've never seen them really. Every Chiefs game I've basically seen since I've been alive has been like either a really close game or they got blown out. So I've never seen a game where they've been ahead by a bunch. So it was kind of amazing just to have that feeling. And you can't imagine like I was like above 100 for if we were on a joy meter. Yeah. I was above 100. Were you dancing naked in the streets? I wasn't dancing naked in the streets, but I was dancing. And, was there a and, sock and there, involved? There may have been. Uh, <laughs> and then, but then they start to come back, and then the Chiefs keep getting guys knocked out of the game. You started feeling it. They and couldn't ice the game in the second half with all, both running backs knocked out of the game. Both running backs knocked out of the game. Canilli uh, Davis, that's his name, right? Canilli? Yeah. <laughs> Nile Davis, who had a good game. Oh. And then, you know, then also there's the play where the third string running back, who's much slower than the other two guys. Who knew that would make him third string? Right? Uh, Alex Smith, he's wide open and Alex Smith overthrows him. I have to give him, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt and think that he threw it a little longer because usually it's Niall Davis or Jamal Charles running it. I was going to say because he's not a very good quarterback. We keep going. You're right. 387 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and 57 yards rushing. I got one word for that. Loser. Well, probably the best game he's ever played in his career, and probably when he needed to the most. Not definitely. The one thing I won't do is pin any of this on Alex Smith. Okay. What I will pin it on is. Do you blame Tony Romo? I I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I blame him. I blame Jessica Simpson a little bit. I would too. Yeah. yeah. I blame Jessica Simpson. Um. I blame the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, just somehow they yeah. were involved. Stupid. Clear there was a caper of some kind. Beaker is the worst. Freaking me, 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 yeah. me, me. It's never. It's always about him. It's never about me. Anyway, jeez. Uh, but once they get but, within anyway. ten points, yes, they were down twenty-eight. They get within ten, and then they the referee just keeps or the the announcer just keeps saying, "Donald Brown has never fumbled in the NFL. He's never fumbled." And then Donald Brown going diving for the end zone, going gets for a, the touchdown, gets a helmet right on the ball. Fumbles. I mean, not a little fumble. This was a spectacular, a big squirty fumble, a big fumble like a line drive fumble. And instead of it going backwards and nobody making a play on it, or even you know, heaven forbid, it going to the Chiefs, it bounces off a lineman's helmet yep. right to Andrew Luck, who then dives into the end zone. When that happened, Ray, I was like, "We're gonna lose." It's it. We're gonna lose. Would you say that that was the luckiest play you've ever seen? It was the luckiest play, one of the luckiest plays I've ever seen. I mean, it, it's right up there with those with the like the immaculate reception. It's in pretty luckiness. incredible. It was kind of like that because it was like a. It just went. If it goes anywhere else, if it goes a foot to the right or foot to the left, Andrew Luck has to just dive on it and just fall on it at its best. Yeah. So at that point, though, the Chiefs still drive down and then they hit, kick a field goal mm-hmm. with five five and a half to go. I still thought well, they're up by three. And then they kick a field goal up by six. Up by I, was six. Like, I was like, we're going to lose. And what did I say on Facebook right after they uh, right after they kicked that field goal? Yeah, you said, you know that the Colts are winning this 45-44, right? I, that's yeah. exactly what I said. Yeah, right. 
And people uh, people were actually asking me afterwards. They said, you wrote that after the game, right? Nope. No, you didn't. Nope. Um, <clears throat> credit where credit is due. But, I mean, I won't give you that much credit because I thought that's what was going to happen to I mean, it's just realistic. And then... I've seen the script before. I just replaced Lions with Chiefs, and I knew exactly where the game was going to go. And then to just make it even worse... You know, you you're almost in field goal range, and the right there, and Alex Smith gets an intentional grounding penalty, oh. and then on fourth down, oh, they get some of it back on third down. Fourth down, Alex Smith has Dwayne Bow open. He's open behind the defense, oh. and you know, good play by the defense. I mean, if I'm going technical about it and whiny, which I'm not going to be because I thought it was a good play. Oh, come on, Brent, you can be a little whiny about it. He did. He did contact the receiver before the ball got there and oh, carried him out of bounds by about two inches. So technically, there is no more pushed out of bounds call. They right. got rid of that a while ago, of course. But it is still illegal to grab a receiver before the ball gets there. That's called pass interference. Uh, not if you play for one of our two teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and so, but like you said, that could only happen to our two teams, where yes. you know, Dwayne Bow half half. Maybe an inch more, and he's inbounds. I, I mean, though, but doesn't Dwayne Bow have to get his feet down anyway? He's Dwayne freaking Bow. I guess, but it's I don't know how hard it is when you, when somebody's carrying you in there to get your feet down. I mean, if if he's not contacted by somebody, then maybe. Yeah. So you were out at a Chiefs friendly sports bar watching this. Oh man, we were out. So it must have been just jubilation for the first half, and then gallows in the second half i'm guessing there was a lot of hand wringing that i remember having like my head in my hands and i just at one point i was just staring at just staring at the clock like move faster (laughs) (laughs) um the worst part about the game was at the end you know when it was already decided the game was pretty much over at this three these these yahoos that are Raider fans that don't even have the balls to wear their Raiders gear. So they're Raiders fans who weren't even repping their own team until after all the other games were decided. After the games decided, then Man, they start. Is, then they just start talking major smack. That is bravery. I don't mind if you're a Raiders fan. Come on in, man, and at least then I know why I hate you. Yeah, and and don't and to be fair, if you want to be a hater through the whole game, then take your lumps as it's going to go. Because if the Chiefs win that game and you're a jerk the whole time as a Raiders fan, the Chiefs can be like, "Hey, we won." And your team still sucks. Yeah. We so, get over twice. So they're basically like hiding out, and then if their team happens, if the Chiefs happen to lose, then they're going to talk smack. But if they don't lose, they're going to be like, well, we just came here to watch the game. We're not a fan of anybody. Homer Simpson? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, sir. We are not fans of either one of these teams. <laughs> no, <laughs> Chiefs. Better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's what I do, Ray. It's what I do. It's my thing, man. Um. So anyway, no no respect at so all to did these you, Raider fans. Did you punch them? Well, here's what happened. Okay. We were sitting with friends and I was getting angrier and angrier. And one of my friends was like, Brent, you look crazy right now. And I was like, Yeah, because that guy's about to get punched and he's about to get punched by me. <laughs> <laughs> well, turns out these these guys were such yahoos. The guy ends up getting kicked out. They all get end up getting kicked out of the bar because wow. one, wow. they were warned twice. And the last straw was, did he say another thing to the Chiefs fans? No. He threw a beer on his own friend. That's how Raider fans do each other. <laughs> At least he didn't stab him, or did he wait till he got right, outside? Right, right. oh, Pete's. Yeah. Well, at least you had a good time. Ah. Yeah. But I'm well, sure I mean, that my constant texting and Facebooking and tweeting uh, towards you uh, as the game was slipping away and then over, 
I'm sure contributed to your positive <laughs> experience of the game. Did not right? help, Ray. Oh no, it did not help. But to be honest, I didn't see most of your stuff till I, I saw like one or two. Yeah, and then the rest I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to watch until after the game. So I'm getting offline and turning yeah. my phone off. And right then of course now. I got my one friend who we go way back. And we are friends, like when we're hanging out in person. But on Facebook, for some reason, the only time we ever talk is when the Chiefs lose a game. Incredible. And you know, no respect to him either, Craig. Craig, no respect to you because Come on, Craig, who he's a he's a Broncos fan and a Patriots fan. Now I'm confused. Where's he from? <laughs> he's from Maine. He's from Maine. No, no, clearly, I'm sorry, because you made a mistake, Brent. You said Broncos, and clearly Uh you meant Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, Mm -hmm. along with the New England Patriots. Right, and also Broncos for some reason, because, you know, when John Elway was good, he liked them, and now he still likes them when they're good, but when they're not good, he acts like he's not a fan of theirs. Was he a Tebow guy? (sighs) Well, he... Because you could just hold that over forever if he he was. He was when he was good. So he was never a Tebow fan. No, just for for one play, he was Tebow. For one play (laughs) against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh. Oy. Anyway. Well, you had a good time at your game. I mean, 45-44. I mean, if I would have told you right now, week one, I'd say, Brent, your Kansas City Chiefs are going to go 11-5 and this year. Sadly, Broncos are that much better. You're going to be the five seed. You're mm-hmm. going to play against Andrew Luck and the Colts. Oh, that sounds pretty good. And you're going to score 44 oh, points. we won. We won. You would have taken that, right? We won. You did not win. What? You know, you, you gave up a touchdown. What? <laughs> You, yeah, you, didn't I would have. I mean, I would have been like forty-four points, right? Are you sure that's not our, our our score for the entire year? You mean for the entire for all the playoffs, right? right? All the games added together became forty-four, oh, yeah. and we played four we games. Scored for forty-four clearly. points. The Chiefs scored forty-four points. Oh, we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> wow. Well, let's talk about really. You know, we still got other well, teams you know besides what? yours. You know what? Yes, I'd like to mention also is the Chiefs also broke the record for most playoff losses in a row. Hey, congratulations! That you know who they were tied with before us. <laughs> the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I had a feeling. So they mentioned, like, well, the Lions always have a chance to catch them the next time they make the playoffs. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> to dream the impossible dream. To fight the unbeatable foe. Yes. Something overwhelming odds to dream. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Let's talk Broncos. Since you brought them up with your mm-hmm. Patriots Broncos fan, there's other teams left in the playoffs. There are. Including the Denver Broncos, and you had a very interesting stat that I hadn't thought about, so I feel like the people at home should know about this. I feel like a lot of Broncos fans are like, yeah, we're in. We're going. We're start spreading the news. We're going Super Bowl. We're going with that Papa John's commercial guy, Peyton Manning. Anyway, so the Broncos lost three games during the regular season. They sure did. They lost to the Patriots. Mm Mm-hmm. They lost to the Colts. They sure did. They lost to the Chargers. Yep. Who are the three teams left in the AFC other than the Broncos? Oh, sure. That's easy. That's the Patriots, uh-huh. the Colts, and the Chargers. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Say what? Uh-oh, Denver. So what I hear you saying is, and on the plus side, though, Peyton Manning's record in cold weather games is actually not very good. Mm-hmm. On the At least Denver plays indoors, and they're, all their games are at, I'm just... Oh, they don't play. They play outdoors at a mile high altitude in the winter, mm-hmm. where Peyton Manning is traditionally not very good. Well, now that the Chiefs are out, the only thing I'm cheering for Mike Shanahan to come back and coach the Super Bowl it's just for the Broncos somehow, some way to lose the ghost of Mike Shanahan. I don't know where we're going with that. Some way, somehow <laughs> to lose for the Denver Broncos. That's all I want. Well, to be fair, I believe the answer is 
if the now that the Kansas City Chiefs are out, the only thing that I want is Yasiel Puig to be arrested wearing pink shorts. Yeah, that if he could do that again, please. That Just would every be day <laughs> is a Yasiel Puig in pink shorts day. You can imagine then and then uh when he gets to be old and he's not talented anymore, he's you know, he's all like, Hey guys, I'm still over here wearing Don't, my pink shorts. He's driving his uh his hover round hey guys, insane speeds. Excuse me. Uh oh. I am littering wearing my pink shorts. Uh oh, look at me jaywalking. Oh, and my shorts are so pink. <laughs> We're getting off track a little bit right now. So what do you think? Do you think do you think the Broncos are going to the Super Bowl? Or do you do they lose to the Chargers or do they lose to the probably Patriots? I, I mean this next week this time I'll probably sound like a complete moron. But Oh, chances are good, Brent. Don't worry about it. Doesn't really matter what you say here. That's gonna be true. <laughs> but uh, you know what? If if I if I'm just going on what I see on the field and who I think is playing the best right now, yeah, I like the Niners. Okay, and I like the Chargers. Niners and Chargers. I feel like they're both just peaking at the right time, and they're both playing really well, and they're both playing really physical football right now. They're playing football so physical. Olivia Newton-John wants them. Look, the Chargers are playing so well that they're able to cover Manti Teo's. <laughs> lack of talent how about that that's how you know the chargers are playing great in the playoffs right now not a single person is bringing up Mante Teo's invisible girlfriend that's right I know that I said before the show that it was we were doing a moratorium on Mante Teo's invisible girlfriend jokes mm-hmm. but come on it's still the greatest story of 2013 that right amazing I mean no, nothing gets better than invisible girlfriends for big time athletes so that being said you don't like I don't like the Broncos chances either they're on paper the best team in the AFC but as we all know, games are not won on paper. They're won in Madden. They're won inside of little television inside sets. Inside of video games, yeah. yeah. That's, where I, that's where my Lions always win the Super Bowl. Nice. Oh. My, uh, my Chiefs always win the Super Bowl, too, uh, but, uh, after I replay it like four times. Ah, they're, they're behind. Okay, start over. Actually, it's weird because I played Madden 25, and I took the Lions all the way to the Super Bowl. And then right as the game's about to start, uh, a big thing just appeared on the screen. It was just John Madden's big head, and he just says, who the frick are you kidding? And it just flashed the final score of us losing. Oh, man. It's very sad. I mean, John, rude, man. I thought you were going to say that they were about to go to the Super Bowl and Barry Sanders just retired inexplicably. And we lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, that's how it happened. I unlocked him. But So who, who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? If you, are you, really, you going to stand behind 49ers Chargers, or is that not the matchup you're going to take? That's the matchup I'm taking right now, but of course next week if they're out, then I'm going to take somebody else. No, but, no, you would take one right now. That's my matchup. You're are you, standing who are you by. taking? I mean, I'm taking. I'm basically taking the two lowest seeds left on both sides. So correct. All right. Well, that's it. You're not, but I mean, basically, the Saints are the lowest seed in the NFC. Are they the sixth seed? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I'm taking two wild card teams to make the Super Bowl. If I got to keep it real, and I got to go with what I honestly think is going to happen out there on the field, mm-hmm. my heart. Here's the the matchup my heart wants so badly, and I've said it before on the show. I want to see Colts Saints in the Super Bowl because that's two dome teams playing in the polar vortex. Come on, everybody. That would be the worst. That'd be a four to two final score. Punt on first down every time. And then when you return, receive the punt, you just try to kick it back to them again. And we just do that for 15 minutes. It's going to be so awful. That's that game is going to be so unwatchable. Um, uh, songs, epic songs and poems will be written about it later. The matchup I think will actually happen, though, is the Seattle Seahawks going up against the New England Patriots. Interesting. 
And I don't know who wins that game. Probably the Seahawks win that game, to be I honest with you. I say the Seahawks you. probably win that game. They probably but, win that game. Uh, you know, and, and maybe and maybe subconsciously, I want San Diego to make the Super Bowl just because I know they shouldn't have been in the playoffs to begin with. So it's true. Kind of like a, you know, one of those weird things that should never. And then it'll, it'll, and it force, totally it'll force change in the refereeing because they, you know. The Gosh, I hope so. These referees have been the worst referees. I've, I mean, last year at least they had, we talked about this last week, but mm-hmm. last last year at least they had an excuse. They were replacement refs, and then the refs are still getting used to new rules, X, Y, and Z. Now it's just like Ed Hockley and Jeff Triplett. I mean, these are like these are like the Stooges out there just running around. They they're looking at replays and getting it wrong anyway. Yeah. After looking under the hood for like ten minutes, like what is wrong with you people? Like every call they get wrong, and they're leaning on replay now as an excuse to not make good calls. Like, ooh, it probably was a catch, but if I call it a no catch, he'll probably challenge it, and then we'll find out it was a catch, and so therefore the call will be right. And it's lazy. It's lazy refing, and it drives me absolutely nuts. It's time for us to start using lasers. And that's just, you know, in, in warfare. I mean, we're not even talking about football anymore. Just let's use lasers like G.I. Joe and just go pew, pew, pew. I'm serious. I think we need to have laser beams. How do you laser beam in a, in a pass interference call? Well, you you put a laser beam in between everything and everything else, and then if something penetrates a laser beam before the ball gets there, penalty. Oh, I thought you were going to say like the the opening scene of Resident I'm Evil. Talking, but I'm talking, but I'm talking. I'm talking mostly about like uh, goal line and first down plays because I I've just seen some ridiculous, for, you know, stuff that they're letting go is driving me yeah. crazy. Stuff that they're calling is driving me crazy. I mean, and I'm not just saying that as a paranoid, delusional Lions fan. I'm also saying it as a paranoid, delusional Lions fan. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like, the, there were no, really no refereeing plays that I would argue about in the Chiefs-Colts game, you know, but I still think that overall during the season it's been pretty poor. Straight up. Well, there's our NFL roundup right there. I've got the Seahawks playing against the Patriots, and Brent has? Niners. Chargers. Chargers. In a rematch of 95. Yep. That's right. I'm calling for the rematch. Boom. Niners, Chargers. Go, Chargers. And this time the Niners still win. (laughs) Oh, good job, then. Well, we'll be right back now to talk about a little Baseball Hall of Fame after three seconds of Aerosmith. Pink, it's my new obsession. Yeah, pink, it's not even a question. Oh, yeah, pink songs, songs about pink, songs by people with pink in their name. We live in pink. We live in in a pink world, and I am not finishing that song. The Baseball Hall of Fame voting just came in. Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and the Big Hurt Frank Thomas are now Hall of Famers. The only people to get into my knowledge. Yeah, that's only, only three. How do you feel about those three? I love it personally. I think uh, Maddox is a slam dunk for sure. Glavin was—he should be—he uh, should be um, unanimous, right? Maddox, surely no troll out there would. Oh, I mean, I think Maddox is a slam dunk. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. He was on what ninety-seven percent, which is one of the highest ever. And then Glavin also pretty much a slam dunk. Frank Thomas, I I think he's got the stats. Multiple MVP and finished second place like more times than can be counted? Yeah, the only thing, if I was being a naysayer, which I'm not, I I, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but I would say that he spent a lot of years at the end of his career as a DH. 
But that's the rules of the games now, so I guess you have to so respect what? his... Well, it's a position in baseball. It's something that you can play. It's a non-position. Now, couldn't you argue, though, that it be, due to this new crazy war statistic that all the honks out there love, that since he was so bad at playing first base, his war actually went up by not playing first base? <laughs> Could you make that argument? He yeah. was actually a better player for not being in the field? Yeah, probably. So, therefore, I say count it. Put it on the board. But I'm just saying, yes! you know, just so then we come up with Adam Dunn, who's going to be a, you know, a DH for 30 years. And he has 800 home runs or whatever. But don't you enjoy watching Adam Dunn hit home runs? Not really. He always plays for some team I hate. Cincinnati, you don't hate the Reds. I don't know. They're even I, in Ohio and I don't hate the Reds. Look, I I still yearn for the days of, you know, when George Brett hit 390, hit 24 always, home runs. It's always George Brett. It always comes back. Well, but I'm just comparing the two, okay? George Brett in 1980 hit 390. Sure he, did. Hit 24 home runs. That's right. Which is okay. But not the amazing stat is he only struck out 23 times. I'd be proud of that. Uh, Adam Dunn, I think, struck out six times in one game. Uh, that is correct. He typically knocks well over 200 strikeouts onto his belt every single uh, year. Yeah. Adam Dunn, not a Hall of Famer, though. I guess, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I'm not thinking that's arguable. Yeah. But he's going to hit, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that has probably over 500 home runs. Oh, chances are good. He'll hit 400 at least, 450 probably. He might get to 500. I don't know that he hits. A, he hits, That's a lot of home runs. I don't know. We'll look it up later. In any case, Maddox and Glavin, though, slam dunks. Atlanta Braves. I was a big Braves fan back in the 90s, so I know firsthand what these guys do. Glavin just nibbled against right-handed hitters, nibbled the outside corner all game long, just threw you soft garbage. You just had to reach out and slap away. You could never really get great contact on him. Gave up a lot of hits. But at the end of the day, got you out. Ground ball pitcher, fantastic. Greg Maddox, a little bit. I think Greg Maddox was the better pitcher between the two. And it hurts me to say because I was always a bigger fan of Glavin than Maddox. But Maddox is definitely the better pitcher, too. Won the Cy Young for the Chicago Cubs, which already, that's all you need to know about that. How yeah. hard is that to do, I would ask you. Well, But I then wanna... he came to Atlanta as a free agent and helped him win the World Series. Winning, yeah. like, many, many Cy Youngs along the way. Right. Well, I want to ask you a question, Ray. Since uh, Great. I was a good friend... And on your birthday back in August, I bought on eBay. Oh, yeah. I bought us both a vote for the Hall of Fame this year. That's somebody who shall remain anonymous. Well, they're pretty shady people, these writers. They put it on eBay, so I bought it. You I bought... bought both of us a vote. That's so great. So uh, when, when do I send it in? Did you? What? <laughs> you... It's already right. We're announcing the results, obviously. I thought this was like kind of like election day and they come rolling in. No. And then I still have time to go and place my vote tonight. It's over. You forgot to vote with the gift I gave you. No, no, because no, because it's like a, it's like a week long process. And then they announce some of the votes nope. today and some of the. That's not how it goes. And, and then at the end of the week, they tally up all the votes. That's how I. You want to know who I voted for? <sighs> I voted for not Jack Morris. And not Alan Trammell. How about that? Wow. So who did you vote for? I also forgot to vote. Oh no. Well you can just Well, get I in. to be fair, I was oh. it's a sto- it's a whole deal. I was I had my ballot ready, uh, and it doesn't matter who's on it now because I didn't vote, but well, I was who would you I, have voted for? Well, let me tell you what I was doing instead. Oh yeah, totally. I uh this happens to me. It's like so annoying. I get this email. Hey, last minute, you can bring a buddy if you want. A party at the Playboy Mansion. 
blah blah blah. Bring your swim trunks. But and no, so you, I was like, what? I was like, well, I don't have anybody to invite. I mean, it was Monday night. I mean, everybody's working Monday night that I know of. So I don't work Monday nights. Oh, that's a shame. I I, I was actually available to. Hmm. I well, I here's the deal. I called your wife and she said no. So well, that seems likely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that seems very likely now that I think about it. Well, what'd you do with the tickets then? What do you mean? Well, you had to shoot tickets to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, you could have just come over and given me one. We could have disappeared. Right. If you're invited to the Playboy Mansion, you don't need a ticket. We just, you know, I just you know, walk up to the door and say Fidelio, you know, and then we're in. So anyway, Hall of Fame. And then there's weird music playing inside. And I just bought a weird mask with a giant nose on it. Thanks, Brent. Thanks well, a lot. Well, next time. Next time, Ray. Lord. So let me tell you this, then. We both screwed up our Hall of Fame ballots. Mm-hmm. Who would you have voted for? I would have probably voted for... Because I had my ballot filled out. I just forgot to put it in the mail. Hey, I vote for 3,000 hits every time. Yeah. Craig Biggio. I would have voted for Craig Biggio, obviously. I would have voted... I, honestly, though, I, w- I, w- I would have voted for Jack Morris. Jack Morris, yeah. Um, and Maddox and Glavin. And Frank Thomas. And maybe Frank Thomas. But definitely Craig Biggio. Definitely Biggio. Well, he got in, right? Oh, wait a minute. What? Oh, boy. What's up? What? You got... Biggio did not make it in. He had uh, he oh. missed the Hall of Fame by two votes. Oh. Well, at least I got to go to the Playboy Mansion by myself. What? Um, hold on, everybody. Stand by. We have technical difficulties. And we are back, and Brent... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, he's more agreeable now. Yeah. So it's our fault that Craig Biggio didn't get in the Hall of Fame, is what I hear you saying. Uh, Possibly. Probably. Yes. Oh, dear. Well, we'd like to extend our sincere apologies to all Houston Astros fans, Craig Biggio and his family. All 40 of you. What, do you mean like Craig Biggio's family? No, 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 all 40 Astros fans. Oh! Hachimachi! Wow! Houston Astros, ladies and gentlemen, the baseball team that televised locally got a 0.0 rating. Oh. Oh. Now I feel bad. Ooh. Now I'm okay again. I feel pretty good about it. No, my team's still good. Whatever. The Astros. Bleep them. You know what? They should have let, let the Bad News Bears play. Let them play. Let them play. And this is the penance they have to pay for not letting the Bad News Bears play. I feel like a slam poet. That's right. (laughs) We intentionally, not intentionally, forget to put in our Hall of Fame votes that we shadily bought on eBay. eBay. And the eBay thing just pointed us to an ad at Craigslist. So, I mean, it's really shady. Yeah. And then it suggested we get the grinder app, whatever the heck that is, and right? meet some guy in the park to get the vote. It, it was very, it was very complicated. And then uh, we had to situation. watch a guy Vine video to find where we were going to meet him. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really high tech. If I think about it, we've crashed the show again, haven't yes. we? Yes. All right, here it comes, everybody. And there it goes. All right. Well, there's our Hall of Fame talk. We'll be right back after three seconds of Henry Mancini. Peak Panther. Peak Panther. 
the show. Yeah. Talk some baseball, some Fubo. We had some pain. We ignored hockey, just like ESPN. We left it all out there. Like my pain, mostly. <laughs> oh, geez, oh, Pete. And we didn't even talk about Andrew Bynum getting traded to the Bulls, who promptly wave him. How do these trades in the NBA even work? Did you see that? He'll be back. He'll be Tom, back in Cleveland again to do somebody else's wife. Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau was not a fan of that trade. Apparently, he came out and said, "Nobody should be a fan." I of wonder that trade. why. Because you gave up. Uh, who's your best player now and got nothing? That's weird. Although I did read one of my favorite tweets of the day, and I wish I could quote the proper person who said it, but they said this move of acquiring Andrew Bynum makes perfect sense to the Bulls because if you're going to center your franchise around a guy who's never going to play, you should fill your roster with other people who are never going to play. You know what, though? I Ooh, mean, Derek Roseburn. We, the, you know what? We didn't plan on doing a segment on this, but this, uh, just as you're saying it, it kind of makes me mad. Okay, well, let's talk about it for a second. Okay. We don't got to go anywhere because, you know, it just seems shady to me. It's super shady. It's the definition. It's that one trade. Was it with uh, Derek Fisher all those a couple years ago right. when he got traded to the other team? Who promptly you knows Lamar Odom? That's who it was. So some for some reason, you know, for competitive balance. The Lakers aren't allowed to get Chris Paul, and I'm not even a Lakers fan. And I'm sure that had nothing to do with the fact that David Stern, the guy who vetoed the trade, also owns the Pelicans Mm -hmm. or the Hornets at the time. Right. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it at all. So that happened. Chris Paul not allowed the trade, not allowed to go to the Lakers. No, because that would be dirty. That would would be dirty. It was something weird about they said about competitive balance. He said something stupid like that. Okay. After his own team made the trade. And now fast forward two years later. Oh, but you're allowed to trade your best player for somebody that you're clearly going to waive. Everybody in the world knew you're going to waive them, so you trade them for nothing. Yeah, well, they got some draft picks, too. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Stern. Uh, what about the competitive balance in Chicago right now? Yeah, what's, what's going on? So the Eastern Conference doesn't matter, and the Western Conference does matter, so it's business as usual for David Stern, right? Yeah. So long as we can get our top media markets in the... I mean, the Knicks are in the finals, right? Despite the fact they're like the 14th best record <laughs> in the East. He'll find a way to get them in the finals, right? Well, Or the, the Celtics. They try to do that every year, Ray, and the Knicks are just so inept that they never can find their way to the finals anyway. It's really depressing, really, yeah. if you think about Except it. Except for that one year against the Rockets. And he was the one that was injured in the game and then all of a sudden came out of the... Willis Reed. Willis Reed. Yes, okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, Willis Reed... We haven't. They haven't won since then. I'd also like to point out Willis Reed. No one can prove he's not a cyborg. No one can prove that the NBA didn't abduct Willis Reed at halftime and replace him with a "this is the end" style robot. Right. Willis Have Reed. you hung out with Willis Reed lately? No. Willis Reed also never knew what he was talking about uh, when he got adopted by Mr. Drummond. No, that was really. <laughs> Dear Lord. Well, the one thing we did want to hit about in this segment is, I mean, assuming you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, the one thing we did want to talk about in this segment is uh, a TV show I've just started watching, and Brent, you finished with the first season, right? Mm-hmm. Netflix presents Orange is the New Black. Oh, it's a fun show. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I, it's super fun. I have a lot of friends that watched it, and they kept telling me to watch it, and but they never really told me what it was, and I just it didn't sound like a show that I would watch. That's just exactly from the title. what was up with me until I was over here to record our last episode a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Or the episode from a couple of weeks ago, I should say. And you said, hey, Ray, watch this for 20 minutes and let me know what you think. And I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. This is very enjoyable. And so we went, me and my wife, we went home, binge watched the whole thing. And you're right. I just, I knew, I heard people say it was good. I just never bothered to check it out. And yeah, sometimes and it's, it's, that little it's push. Kind of, it's kind of like a nice mixture because it's Genji Cohen who uh, created Weeds. 
Yep. But it's a nice kind of mixture of weeds and Oz. If you guys remember the show Oz. Oz was fantastic, but very um, dark. Yeah. And this is a little dark, too, but a little more funny. It's way lighter, though, than Oz. It's and like, it also is in a women's prison. Exactly. I said, this show is Oz if Oz was, was a very dark comedy and it was set with all women. Mm-hmm. This this is what Oz would be. Yeah. And it's really good. Those of you out there who haven't checked it out, who need that little bit of a push, yeah. take it from the Raisin Brent show. Take that push. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, exciting. So you saw then uh, what happened with Tasty. Yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. So she got, she got, she got, well, I don't want to say it for the people on the air, but, um, you know. The well, important... when she got what you saw, and, yeah. then, and then later on you saw it. Oh wait, I can't. No, she's uh, no. I haven't seen her for like three episodes. Yeah, how far are you in? I'm. You know, I think I'm a few episodes, like three episodes before the end. Oh, okay. Of the so season. So we should definitely talk about how Pencil Tucky. Would, oh no, wait. What does Pencil Tucky do? No, I can't. No, I can't no, tell, tell me. Don't spoil I, it. No, don't spoil it. What, is, what is what? No, what? But uh, Piper. Piper. Yeah, Piper, yeah. The main Piper character Chapman. of the show. Yeah. Okay. This I can tell you. So at the end. Oh no, wait. That'll ruin. What? No, come on! What are you doing? Okay, but I can tell you what happens to the warden. Okay, okay, okay the, the warden. warden. Oh, no, wait, that will totally spoil it. That hasn't happened either? No. How much happens in these last three episodes? A lot of stuff. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm going to binge watch the rest of it tonight. Is that what you want me to say? That's, that'd be great, and then we could actually talk about the show. I hate you so much right now. So that's going to do it for the next installment of Raisin Brent. Brent. And once again, I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And this is how you can contact the show. You can go ahead and tweet at me, at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. Oh, you can also tweet at the show, Ray Brent Podcast, or at Ray Brent Podcast. Check out our Facebook page. Check us out. It's Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Give us a like. We're so close to 100 now, and Come I think on. they send us like a free candy bar if we get to Come 100. Come on. I want that candy bar. I want that sweet candy bar. Uh, uh. Is that a song? It is now. It should be if it isn't. It's pretty fantastic. I just vined it. Mm. We should get a vine. <laughs> You're <laughs> terrible. In any case, you can also check us out on iTunes. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Uh, download them all. Check out back episodes. Give us a five-star review. Put some words in there. I haven't checked it for this week, but I would like to read one of your five-star reviews on the air next show. That's what I want to do, so give me a reason to do it. It doesn't matter if it's nonsense or me making fun of Brent or me making fun of me. It really doesn't matter what it says. Just get in there and do it. Do it. And you can also check us out on Stitcher Radio. Check us out. Stitcher Radio. We're on there. You can go on just a little web browser top thingy and then raisin brent and great done all these links are available of course at facebook.com slash ray brent podcast uh, i'd like to got to get thanks for the show right mm-hmm. got to thank our man david noel over there in the booth for producing Behind the glass He's, he yes i'm number one why does he always try to let uh, me know that? i don't know that's not it's, what that means it's not nope but it's Moving on. Okay, well, I'd like to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. I'd like to thank the train, the train wrecks, wrecks for the songs. Got to thank Mr. Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some silhouettes. JordanMonsell.com. Got to go there. He designed our logo, and uh, that's about it. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not going to thank Greg Lopez this week. No, nope. we, uh, we talked about his segment, so I guess we should. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, Greg. And uh, anybody you want to thank, Brent? I would like to thank Matt Stafford. Why? Uh, well, I thought this, this is going to sound mean. But oh, I, well, that would be different. Yeah. I was watching uh, PBS the other night. Okay. And I thought I was watching Downton Abbey, which is just this giant. It's a big time British drama show. Yeah. Giant, round, 
type building. It's, it has a lot of curves and nooks and crannies in it, and it's kind of dirty and smelly because it's hard to keep all those. You know, in the, even in the English countryside, hard to c- clean all those nooks and crannies. Uh huh. You know. And then when they zoomed out, it wasn't Downton Abbey at all. It was just Matthew Stafford laying on the beach. What is wrong with you? Nothing. Everything's right. I just want to yell at you so bad right now, but I'm too tired. Okay. Can we just pretend I yelled at you and then just end the show? Yeah. Let's pretend. All right. Jeez, Ray, that was uncalled for. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. What you wanted And then you run and you flaunt it And I've got something You just got boned FTW Now you're dead, you're dead Cause we killed you, we took you by surprise We just saw you roaming the forest And said let's kill those guys Now we might play chess on your caucus or soccer.